What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 35 of Lockdown Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I, I think, maybe, possibly, hopefully, we're starting to see curves starting to flatten out throughout this country. And eventually, at some point here, we can get back to work and, even more importantly, at least to me, back to baseball. With that said, we are continuing our list of the top 25 best games of the last decade. Today, we're talking about our ninth best game of the decade, and it comes to us from October 4th, 2016, the American League wildcard game between the Orioles and the Blue Jays. This was a year where the American League was as wide open as I can remember it. Both these teams have the same record, 89 and 73, only six games back of the Rangers who finished with the best record in the American League that year. This was not a wild card game that felt like a preliminary round. Uh, you really felt like both of these teams had a chance to play in the World Series, and it made this game all that more tense and exciting. On the mound, you had Marcus Stroman for the Blue Jays, who pitched some pretty darn good baseball down the stretch in 2016 and pitched pretty well for them in 2015 and their run all the way to the American League Championship Series. And Chris Tillman for the Orioles, probably not expected to go super deep in this game. The Orioles had the benefit of a tremendous bullpen in 2016. And their ace, a lot of teams had their postseason ace. You have your Bumgarners or your Verlanders. This was a year where the Orioles' ace was their closer. And I'm going to talk about this a whole lot during this video because there was a lot of controversy in this ballgame. And this game featured... In my opinion, a top five managerial or coaching blunder, maybe in the history of playoff sports. Zach Britton was the closer for the Orioles in 2016. And Zach Britton, in my opinion, was not only the best reliever in baseball, to me, probably the best pitcher in the American League in 2016. A 0.54 ERA, 47 saves, zero blown saves, went three months without giving up a run. It's not three months without blowing a save, three months without giving up a run. And you felt like if this became a bullpen game, if neither one of these pitchers were able to go deep into the game, or if this was a close game in the later innings, it was going to be advantage Orioles. Because the Orioles had a pitcher in the back end of their bullpen that was allergic to giving up runs. And in an elimination game, in a winner-take-all game, he could probably go two, maybe even more innings for them. And he would be a, a, a run stopper. But baseball is very much unpredictable. And weird things happen on this evening. Marcus Stroman, like I said, pitched for the Blue Jays. And he was he was very good. Came out firing. P pitched some good baseball for them. I always like watching him pitch, man. Control freak. Great demeanor on the mound. A lot of fun to watch. Always seems like he's having fun out there. And pitched two scoreless frames to start this thing. And then Jose Batista would do his thing in the bottom of the second inning. There's a drive, deep left field, back toward that wall, and it's gone. Ernie Johnson on the call there with TBS. Joey Bats, the Blue Jays' all-time leader in postseason home runs, added another, making it one to nothing. One thing I forgot about with this game, one thing that got overlooked, was there was some tremendous defense in this ballgame. Really, throughout the night, you had running catches in the outfield, diving plays in the infield. Just a really well-played, fundamental game. Now, in the top of the fourth, uh, Manny Machado, with a runner on second base, would hit a fly ball to center field. Kevin Pillar, who just manned center field with authority for the Blue Jays for a while there, made a diving play 
out in center. Marcus Stroman was so enamored with the play, and I can't blame him. He forgot to cover third base. It would make no difference as the runner would not advance, but it, it would be a bit ironic because in the very first pitch he threw to Mark Trumbo, he would hit a two-run shot scoring Adam Jones, and with one swing of the bat, it was now 2-1 Orioles. Mark Trumbo after being kind of a journeyman for a minute, went to a few different teams and struggled, found a home in Baltimore there for a few years, and led all of baseball in home runs in 2016 with 47, and he added one in the postseason there in the top of the fourth inning, making it 2-1. to one. Things to move along, and then finally we would get to the bottom of the fifth, and the Blue Jays would have a rally going. Michael Saunders would hit a double, Kevin Pillar would hit a double, but Saunders would not score, only advancing to third. Ezekiel Carrera, former Tigers, singled to center, scoring... Michael Saunders, and that would knock Chris Tillman out of the ballgame. Chris Tillman, four and a third, four hits, two runs, one walk, four strikeouts. Not a great outing, not terrible, but in a way, it was what the Orioles needed. Chris Tillman was being taken out of this game in a tie game, and Michael Givens would come on and get a big-time, huge, huge double play ball in the bottom of the fifth. Devin Travis would ground into a 5-4-3 double play, extinguishing the threat keeping this thing tied up at two. Marcus Stroman would roll for one more inning and pitched very well in this game. He would end up going six innings, giving up four hits, two runs, zero walks, and six strikeouts on 81 pitches. But both these pitchers knocked out of the game by the time you get to the seventh inning. Michael Givens was phenomenal on this evening for the Orioles. Two and a third, zero hits, zero runs, zero walks, and three strikeouts. He was he was untouchable for them. I mean, coming out of the bullpen, this was his longest outing of the season, and it, he was tr- tremendous in, in a winner-take-all game. And if the Orioles would have gone on to win this thing, he would have been probably the MVP of this ballgame. He was phenomenal on this evening. Now, things got very, very interesting in the later innings, and we would ask ourselves, where in the world is Zach Britton. We're going to talk more about that next. To an early morning breakfast burrito, to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And we are back. Now, we're going to jump ahead to the bottom of the ninth inning. And before we get to this second segment, talking about what we need to talk about, I do want to say, I think Buck Showalter, throughout his career, was a very good manager. I mean, he was successful for multiple teams, took multiple teams to the postseason. But there's going to be a whole lot of this second segment that's going to consist of me ripping him because he made a, a fatal error 
in managing this ballgame. Now, in the bottom of the ninth, Josh Donaldson leads off with a double. Edwin Encarnacion is intentionally walked. I, I do need to mention, this Blue Jays lineup was lethal. Not as good as it was in 2015, but a deadly lineup. No automatic out. No easy outs in that Blue Jays lineup. Jose Batista would strike out looking. Brad Brock was in the game at this point. He gets taken out. Now, Russell Martin, perennial all-star catcher for a long time there, is coming up to bat. Darren O'Day is brought into the game. To me, this was right right away, in my opinion, this right here is where they should have brought in Zach Britton. Because let's say Russell Martin singles to left, or let's say Russell Martin hits a home run, or let's say Russell Martin gets some hit that drives home the game-winning run. You'll have gone an elimination game without using your best pitcher in a winner-take-all game. A, A grave mistake. He brings in Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day had not allowed a single ground ball double play all year. And on the first pitch to Russell Martin, he grounds into a 5-4-3 double play. Strategically, this was not a smart move. It paid off because baseball is unpredictable, but you make that decision 10 times, a majority of them, they're not going to work out. This time, it did. And we headed to extra innings, and the Blue Jays' bullpen, credit to them, held very strong. After Stroman was taken out of the game, you got a scoreless out by Brett Cecil. You got uh, two-thirds of an inning and two strikeouts by Joe Biagini. Jason Grilly threw a scoreless frame. Roberto Ozuna would throw an inning and a third scoreless, striking out two. I, I mean, they didn't, after Stroman was taken out of the game, this Blue Jays bullpen went five innings without giving up a hit. Their only base runner was a Brett Cecil walk. So incredible stuff by a good bullpen, a bullpen that was, for the most part, pretty reliable. But this Orioles bullpen was stacked. And like I said at the beginning, you felt like the deeper this thing went, it was advantage Orioles. You felt like if there was one bullpen that was bound to break before the other, it would be the Blue Jays breaking before the Orioles did. But Blue Jays held incredibly strong. But hey, the Orioles were holding up. I wasn't a huge fan of the managerial move. In the bottom of the ninth, but they held up. And in the bottom of the tenth, Darren O'Day would throw a scoreless frame. He would get five outs in four batters because he allowed the double play to Russell Martin in the bottom of the ninth. And then you get to the bottom of the eleventh inning. Brian Dunsing comes in, strikes out Ezekiel Carrera looking. And, and look, I had no rooting interest in this game. I, I didn't really care who won. Though I was starting to get anxious because I'm thinking, where in the world is Zach Britton? When are you going to bring Zach Britton into this game? I mean, Zach Britton had a transcendent year in 2016. Had a 4.1 war. War is a cumulative stat. To do that as a reliever is almost unheard of. He was, I'm sorry, my apologies to Rick Porcello and Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber, the most dominant pitcher in the American League that year. So Dunsing strikes out Ezekiel Carrero looking. You got one out in the bottom of the 11th inning. And you're thinking, okay, I know Buck Showalter is a little bit old-fashioned. You don't want to bring your closer in in a tie game on the road. But you know what? Okay, fine. Bottom of the 11th, they're kind of running out of pitchers. He's probably going to go with Britton now. And he brings in Ubaldo Jimenez? Yeah, Ubaldo Jimenez brought into the game. Now, in some defense, and it's not it's not defense of this decision as much as it's an explanation of that decision. Ubaldo Jimenez down the stretch in 2016 pitched some pretty good baseball. 
In his last 11 appearances, that included eight starts, he had a 2.82 ERA. And in a very difficult division and a very difficult ballpark to pitch in, that is pretty darn impressive. But through July 8th, in his first 18 appearances, had posted a 7.38 ERA. And this was not a great pitcher having a down year. Velocity was down. It had been down really since he was in Cleveland, but especially since he'd been in Colorado. This was a guy who was not on the back nine, but probably the back two or three. And in a winner-take-all scenario, with the heart of the Blue Jays lineup due up and one out in the bottom of the 11th, Buck Showalter turned to Ubaldo Jimenez. And I think essentially, this was like, we talked about this with some of the extra inning games that we've talked about on this list thus far. I think this was going to be his game. He was going to ride Ubaldo Jimenez until they took the lead. And then he was going to bring in Britain. He was not going to use Zach Britton in this game until they had a lead, which is to this day just absurd to me. And here's what happened. Devin Travis, singles to left. Josh Donaldson, singles to left. Keep in mind, Devin Travis singled on a 1-1 pitch. Josh Donaldson singled on the first pitch he saw, which meant they were picking this guy up really well. They were not, they did not feel a need to work the count against Ubaldo Jimenez. And on the first pitch to Edwin Encarnacion, he called game. Roger Center was hopping, and that hit by Edwin Encarnacion ended it. The Blue Jays would sweep the favored Texas Rangers in the ALDS. They would lose in five games in the ALCS to the Indians. The Orioles have not been back to the playoffs since. And look, I I, I need to make this clear. That's not Buck Showalter's fault. The Orioles have completely fallen off the map. They are rebuilding, have a pretty good farm system right now with the likes of guys like Ad- Adley Rutschman, who was the number one pick in the 2019 MLB draft. But I think it speaks to the fact that, especially with a small market team like the Orioles, when the opportunity is there, if you don't take advantage of it, you will regret it forever. A team that is a prime example of one that took the bull by the horns, and became champions in a very small window, Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals were competitive for like four or five years. They were legitimately really good for two. And with that window, they made it to a World Series one year and then won it the next year. The Orioles had a few years there where they were they were pretty darn good. Made the playoffs in 2012, went to the ALCS in 2014. They were probably favored, got swept. Got back to the postseason in 2016, and look, in all honesty, I don't think that they were better than the Blue Jays. I mean, they finished with the same record. They didn't have as much talent, but they left their best pitcher in the bullpen. And this was, and I understand Buck Showalter's had a very successful managerial career. He's a smart guy. This was, to me, like a fireable offense. I mean, this was as bad a, a coaching choke job as I've seen in a long time. And I, I know there's probably going to be a lot of people who feel like I'm overreacting, but I'm really I'm really not. I was stunned when this happened. I, I really was. And hey, you know what? The Blue Jays took advantage of it. They saw an absolute gas can coming onto the mound in the bottom of the 11th inning. And in five pitches, they got three hits and a home run off of them. Ended the game and ended the season for the 2016 Orioles. This was a great game to watch. I feel like I'm, I spent a lot of time ripping Buck Showalter. This was a really just a fundamentally sound game. 
It was well-managed, at least on one side, but very well-played and very tense, and Rogers Center is a great uh, environment there, and it was a very fun ball game to watch. One of the best games of the last 10 years. Number nine on my list. So that's going to do it for Monday's show. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at Tigers, and eventually, at some point, I will be doing mailbags again, and you can send those questions to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And instead of posting political rants on Facebook, how about you go to Apple Podcasts and go to this podcast and leave a positive review. It would be much appreciated. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate all of you. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.